Good morning, Malcolm. I hope you've got your coffee. I have, yes, it's wonderful. Very good. Coffee time conversation. Okay, um, this week's podcast is a sort of follow-up from last week where I sort of went through a little agenda for coming out of lockdown. And having done that, um, Malcolm and I are just going to kind of try to kick around a few um, nuances, tuning things up a little bit, perhaps making a few extra comments about this whole thing of bringing your church, hopefully, if the government's uh, roadmap works, hopefully out of lockdown um, by the end of June and, um, and, and hopefully doing that smoothly. So just to recap, um, my, my five little points last week um, were, as you seek to do this, work through this agenda. First of all, contemplate your congregation you'll have reluctance, you'll have enthusiasts about getting back and those not so enthusiastic, etc. So that's the first thing. Secondly, consider your approach uh, to how to reopen. And that was basically either in one stage, go for it, or uh, um, a staged approach, to, you know, just a bit at a time. So that's, that was the choice there. And, and we tried to say as well there, whatever you do, it's good to listen to folk in the congregation. You've got to bring the congregation with you. Uh, thirdly, communicate uh, clearly what you intend to do, um, what's happening, when, who's doing what, all those kinds of things, so people are clear about it. Care for the weak was the fourth one. Um, as we say, there will be those who are fragile, and they probably need a personal visit just to encourage them back. And of course, fifthly, commit it all to the Lord in prayer, because we don't want this to go wrong. So that was that was the kind of overall um, message. So Malcolm, I just wondered if you had you know, some initial reactions uh, to that. And yeah, yeah. Well, I think it is. It's a it is a tricky one. We're coming out of a lot of um, a lot of time apart, and so on. people are going to be feeling quite. Yeah, some will be very excited, and I think you've got to recognise different people have responded to all this in different ways. Um, the one thing is your church is your church and you know it. Don't just be tempted to, to copy the church down the road because they might be doing things differently. And uh, a lot of it's to do with personalities and the makeup of the congregation. If you've got lots of young, fit, vibrant people who are full of energy, you know, can't yeah. wait to get the live band up on the stage again and so on, you know, rock and roll. But if it's a, you, you might have a church that's more like a hospital ward, you know, <laughs> with lots of walking wounded or or people who are just casualties at all sorts of levels. I mean, age, aged and infirm, but people who are emotionally quite drained and so on. Some people have lost loved ones and so on. You've got to be really sensitive. Yeah. And people have got to be encouraged to pastor each other. I think that's the thing. You know, we are, we're, I think one of the things we really must retain is this idea that we are called to serve one another mm -hmm. by love. That's absolutely fundamental. The church is a community of loving people, and we cultivate that. Um, so that's important. Can Don't I just copy the church? Yeah, go, yeah, on. go on. I mean, I just thought your point about you know not not trying to copy other churches because that church isn't that's very very important. And the other thing I wanted to say was it's probably good to kind of identify the dominant personalities in your uh, your congregation and not be afraid of them you mustn't be kind of dominated by them just as you mustn't just kind of go with the church down the road but you mustn't you know you must just think this through for yourself sorry you, you were going to yeah. carry on there go well, on. that's really helpful that's true yeah. uh, i think when it comes to actual the management of it 
you remember you're the pastor and delegate the logistics to other people otherwise you'll try and take on too much yeah. i think the pastor has got a has got to have a clear idea of what they're aiming at but he's not going to be doing all the grafting of organizing the chairs and the social distancing and all get somebody else up to do that then you can focus on caring for the people and sort of coaxing them back in with personal visits and phone calls and stuff you know brilliant that's really helpful and i think also i think we chatted a little bit beforehand but, but just keep it trying to keep the whole process kind of upbeat light friendly yeah really friendly you've got to do that um in a personal yeah. kind of way so, uh, actually one of my sons who's uh, runs a, a fellowship group in the church uh, you know he was saying that they're beginning to get back and i think they've had a fellowship group or something in the garden and uh, he put around something just saying um, don't worry i won't be hugging anybody <laughs> you know so you know, <laughs> yeah. just to kind well, of well you you could well, set up hug free zones in the church <laughs> there you are I'm nervous <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, so that'd be quite good isn't it well perhaps that's not a, you know perhaps that's not as silly as it sounds i mean you know, <laughs> yeah, on the other hand of course you might want to set up you know some a zone for the enthusiasts, you know, who have got no problems with, you know, putting their arm down around the end, somebody's shoulder or something. End, down the end of the church garden, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and the main thing is that, you know, we've got to sort of inculcate this whole thing, as you've said, about serving one another and really yeah. trying to, you know, go out of our way to help each other, um, you know, from a. I think on the communication well, stuff as well, try and keep it condensed because. It's very easy to just multiply information and people are really zapped out with info, you mm. know. And they just don't have too much info, uh, particularly people who've been working on Zoom and so on. They're just fed up with it, really. And that's why they want to get back, because they want real life, you know. Indeed, indeed. Um, I just think the other thing is, um, I do think caring for the weak and not letting them feel guilty or having let the side down because they're lagging behind a bit, that's important, you know. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, and again, those, I think I was trying to emphasize that, you know, a personal kind of visit, you know, that mm. might be necessary, you know, for the folk who are, you don't want them to feel as if they're, you know, they can't, some of them, they can't help being nervous, you know, it's, it's no. their disposition, and you don't want to make them feel bad about that. Absolutely. I think on the last thing about prayer, I think also it's not just the elders and deacons who are doing the praying. I think the whole church has got to be called to pray. Not, not necessarily in one big group, but in, maybe in small groups or even at fixed times, you know, in anticipation of it. Because we've got to get people back looking to God, not just to the structure and the, the sort of actual programs and so on. You know, people have got to go back thinking we are going to meet with the Lord. Yeah. We're his people in in family together, meeting with the Lord, you know, it's important to try and get that back in them. It's so obvious in one sense, but it, the obvious things get forgotten, don't they? They do. Malcolm, I think we're going to have to stop there. I think uh, we're beginning to break up. So I think that's... We're freezing. We're freezing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we'll good stop. to see you, John, anyway. Good to see you right. too. God bless. Bye-bye.